Hello Gems, welcome to another episode of Tiaras and Tech. I'm your host, Shelly Benhoff, and today I'm talking to Deepthi Kata about work-life balance. She is a fellow Sitecore Technology MVP, senior technical architect, and a mother. We talked about everything from how having children has affected her career to thoughts on how companies can support working mothers, which has never been more important than right now. Without further ado, on to the episode. Hey, Deepthi, welcome to Tiaras and Tech. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for taking the time out of what I'm, you know, absolutely sure is a very, very busy day. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I was so excited to have some, uh, you know, girl time with, <laughs> with both of us on the call. So I was looking forward to it. So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's jump right in. Um, you, just like me, are a Sitecore technology MVP. We code, you know, Microsoft yeah. um, stack and all of that. I was interested to hear from you how you started coding and what made you as a woman study computer science in school. Yeah, this is a this is a very interesting one, and uh, I don't know if uh, you had like you know girl time with other Indian uh, origin women, but uh, for me, like you know my background and where I grew up is in India, um, and my family background, right, uh, is all professional. Like meaning, like, you know, in India, you have like a professional family and you have a business family. And mine was rooted in a professional family because my grandfather was, you know, one of the first doctors uh, in our, uh, you know, small uh, town back in India. So ours was considered like, you know, a privileged and B professional family, right? Uh, so yeah, for me, when I was born, when a girl is born in a professional family, uh, back then, I don't know if things changed in India now, uh, but back then, when you're born in a professional family such as mine, you have literally two options, like, you know, you, you want to become a doctor you want to become an engineer like you know doctors and engineers are the two most uh, prevalent um, occupations uh, especially for women right uh, and, and there's always other backdoor option where you want to be a happy mom which is totally fine right um, but for me like you know being this driver my mom is a doctor my dad is a doctor uh, so basically the driver was always okay so I'll be going into science and pursue doctor or I would uh, I would be an engineer right? Um, being an engineer was like a kind of a rebel, uh, especially because my both parents are doctors. Uh, right. But it also came in from my dad, literally, like kind of telling me, hey, why do you want to work so hard? And why don't you want to just be an engineer where you can be in an AC room, like, you know, air conditioned room, and you can still work rather than sweating and doing surgeries. <laughs> so that sounded like an interesting option. And, uh, you know, uh, it was it was a like very, uh, I would say, uh, easy decision for me to get into computer science and uh, science as a, as a background because uh, math as a background, because I was really uh, by starting young, I was really passionate about like, you know, problem solving and uh, was giving me kick every time I would solve like something, you know, complicated, which till date does that to me like you know I get the adrenaline rush every time like you know I, I saw something that probably nobody else solved or something that was tough or, or deemed to be tough right 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was a natural choice for me, computer science. And once I got into my graduate, uh, sorry, undergrad program, uh, you know, even though the the choice was not like so brooded upon, uh, it, it just fell in place. Um, you know, you have good uh, teachers, good students, and something to kind of get you psyched up and excited about. So yeah, absolutely. I am much the same. I. I also um, grew up in a, I think, I think you would call it a business family. Yeah. Like literally my family is run like a business. Like we oh, have right. little That's my check-ins. Yeah. yeah. And we used to have like family meetings when one of us did something <laughs> wrong. Like, oh you boy. Know, That's retrospective. Always, <laughs> That's always tough one. And I was, um, you know, that, that, that brings back funny memories for me because we never used to have like family meetings, but when I used to do something wrong, I was a very naughty child. Uh, my, Yay. yeah, my, my daughter still says that to me, like, you know, you have no right to complain about me because look at you, how, you know, my, my mom always complains, like, you know, how naughty I was. Uh, there was no family meetings. It was just me running around, like, you know, them trying to catch me. So that, yeah. <laughs> if I do something wrong, that's what used to get, uh, you know, happen. Yeah, absolutely. I was always naughty, outspoken, you know, like moody, you know, and I, (laughs) I'm the youngest. Are you the youngest in the family? Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I think we have too much in common. You (laughs) know, I was excused on every single thing because I was the little one. Like, you know, I I was the youngest one in the, in my mom's side of the family and like almost the youngest in my dad's side of family. So it's like, uh, it's funny that I got married into the eldest in the family. Like oh, my yeah. husband's side. It was like complete contrast. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. The oldest is is usually, you know, the leader. And yes. Yeah. And also more silent and more, um, I would say my sister, right? Like my sister yeah. was the eldest. So she used to be more mature. I think you you get maturity much younger in your day oh, yeah. in you, when you're growing up when you, if you're the eldest one. Oh, absolutely. Because usually, I mean, according to my husband, he babysat his you know siblings all brothers, like all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, he has he has a bunch of brothers. Yeah, same so. here. My husband, they are five. Their family of five, so siblings, five yeah. siblings. Yeah, it was really weird for me to like marry into a family of mostly boys because I come right. from all girls all like, girls oh we're boy. all girls yeah. Shelly what's yeah. happening it's like same you know like my mom's oh side my everybody's girls yeah and my husband's side all are boys a oh, lot yeah. of boys yeah it's crazy and I'm just like this is so weird but in tech you know I'm I'm perfectly accustomed to being the only woman in places and stuff so yeah I was I was fine with it and Um, and also that you know funny that you mentioned that because I remembered something like you know back in the day when I finished my graduation and I joined uh, as a rookie like you know in Vipro Technologies where I was like you know the only dev in the in the you know in the whenever they saw like girls uh, which are rookies they used to put them in like you know QA uh, mm-hmm. for the most part, quality testing, assurance, and like, you know, probably something along those lines. And it was so funny because it was only me and one another girl, only two of us were in, in dev. Uh, it's just because we picked it, like everybody else picked quality assurance for the most part. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was, it was kind of like, you know, there I started feeling, oh, many women, like, you know, either want to be more into quality testing, or maybe they're forced into that, like, you know, Exactly. Yeah. I think that for 
programming were really like rare at the moment. In in my experience, there are so like so so much so much fewer women, less women. I don't know how to say that. But yeah. yeah, like I. It's getting better though. I mean, it's, I hope so. it's definitely getting better. I see yeah. more women now. Like you know, when, even when we go to symposium, mm. uh, psych course, which I miss, which I truly miss, by the way. I know. Um, In you person, know, it's, it's just so much more fun right like hanging out going out and uh, it was a lot of fun so yeah. in the symposium i came to kind of like you know meet a lot of people and most of them were actually like hands on they were coding um so it's like yeah it's, i think it's changing hopefully it, it keeps changing and evolving i hope so too and i i hope that podcasts like this don't like dissuade people from getting into tech because i talk about the the good stuff, you know, mm-hmm. the, the successes, all of that, but also like, you know, like how, but yeah, you always you have to work to harder. The other side of the coin too, right? Like, otherwise, yeah. how would you appreciate like, you know, something that, that is successful? Like you exactly. got to always like, think about what you did to, in order to get there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that we um, really have persisted in this, yes. you know, yes. um, yeah. And especially for like dot net um mm-hmm. back end, I think that there are even fewer women. I think yeah. that right now I see, I mean, tons of front end, which mm. is is also programming. It's also cool, I think, because absolutely. it keeps growing because the front end oh, world yeah. is like literally and even psychcore like that brings mm-hmm. us to anyway like you know .net and psychcore uh, yeah. topic right like so um psychcore is also moving a, a whole lot onto headless world and yeah. and you know me being uh, i was cross functional actually uh, before before i started with like you know my journey with Verndale and psychcore again uh, which i used to work on psychcore even in my last company but they were more uh, cross functional uh, now in Verndale, we have like you know front end team back end team and i think it's going to blend the boundaries uh, now that like you know psychcore is going big time with headless Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I have to say, I, I haven't even touched the headless stuff yet. And I really, really want to. Okay, good. I don't feel so yeah. bad. Because people yeah. keep asking, like, oh, are you going to make a But a I, I would love to, though. Like, I would love to. It's just like this. No, I mean, you can you can probably relate. It's just so hard when you have like 10 different projects and like so many different timelines totally. and juggling a lot of stuff. Uh, but I am interested in getting back to my roots. Uh, I, I had like, you know, experience with uh, JavaScript, TypeScript, like, you know, I was doing all the all the knockout stuff. Yeah. But now, yeah, I need to get back and try to explore that side of me again. Same. I actually, now that I think about it, my first Pluralsight course was Tactics and Tools for Troubleshooting Front-End Development. But nice. I'm a C sharp, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah. at that time, I was more like full stack, I and see. yeah, yeah, I learned like Angular a whole lot. But um, I think you know it helps, right? It helps having yeah. that like that knowledge. Even now, like when when I have issues, uh, let's say I'm working on something and I have issues, I don't, I I kind of know where it falls only because I think I've had that experience. So exactly. it kind of comes in handy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a good segue to this, but you're a mom. I'm not. And I would really (laughs) love for 
people to hear about the experience of having kids and you know trying to balance all of this stuff because as coders we're constantly having to learn and keep our skills up to date and yeah all of that stuff so I guess just to start out how did you feel when you knew I'm gonna have a baby I mean, this is such a, like, you know, when, when I was actually like uh, thinking about this, like, you know, brings back so flood, like flooding memories into me when I think about it, uh, because this was totally like, you know, I was, I was a baby when, when I actually knew I was pregnant, I was 24. Uh, yeah. We were recently married, uh, you know, three years down the line, uh, we were not, we were not like super into like having a child right away, but me and my husband, now that I think back, like, you know, all my neighbors and all my friends were like freaked out because we were the first ones yeah. uh, kind of informing that you know we are expecting uh, and they always used to tell us like you guys are taking the news so well like I would like you know they, they were actually much older than me mm-hmm. they were all like 27 28 but they were they were literally telling me I would freak out if I was your age and like you know we came to know that we are expecting but me and my husband we took it like really well I think. Um, And uh, we took it in a positive note, like, you know, we always wanted children. So if it's happening, like, let's say two years here, two years there, it's okay. Uh, And like, you know, we truly believe that it's a it's a God's gift. And uh, we continue to pursue the pregnancy. And, you know, we had a baby girl. Uh, she, you know, blessed with a really sweet and mature child. Uh, she's sometimes even more mature than me. <laughs> she's, uh, she's now 12. Actually, it was her birthday oh yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so she turned 12. She's a big girl. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we took the news really well. Uh, and, and the funny part is I was still doing my master's. Uh, when I knew I was uh, expecting, I was doing my master's. I was in my last um, uh, semester, okay. uh, which was thesis. Uh, so I was prepping for thesis, and I did not want to let any of my, uh, you know, coordin- graduate coordinator or my professor know that I'm pregnant because I didn't want them to give me any bonus points or, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, kind of, oh, you know, she's already going through a lot. Let's just give you know, whatever points we want to give it to her, uh, because my goal was maintaining that like, you know, four GPA, <laughs> which I was really close. And I, and I wanted to get that four GPA just on my uh, hard work and effort and not because of like somebody feeling empathy or sympathy towards me. So I don't know where that came from really, because I was just like so young. Uh, but now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I had some really serious uh, <laughs> thought process. Uh, but either way, I mean, I, I stood up for myself and I did my graduation. And in fact, I uh, told my professor after I got in my grade that I am expecting and I am going to have a baby. Um, and it all happened like as I said, like, you know, we were not like planning for it. It just happened so uh, suddenly. So for me, uh, like, you know, getting into workforce was really challenging. Um, It was, uh, I would not give it back or take it back or change it for anything because it taught me who I am right now, like, you know, to be a fighter. Uh, But, uh, but really it was a a struggle because um, I don't know how much, you know, Shelly about like, you know, visa situation of like, you know, visa troubles that we encounter when we come from India. Um, mm-hmm. to here to pursue careers uh, because we need what we call as uh, sponsorship and visa right. to work here. Uh, so it was a constant struggle because, uh, you know, because of the pregnancy and the baby, I had to go back to what we call dependent visa where you're, you cannot work. Um, so I had to give up my student 
permission like we call it like i think opt i don't know if the words have changed now mm-hmm. where you can do internships or you can do job because you are a student from a university so i had to give it away like you know literally give it away saying that you know i can't pursue this because i have to take care of a child who's going to be born so when i was giving it away i did not think twice i did not blink because for me it was important to get this child out and get mm-hmm. get her into the world and be there for her so i did that but when i was doing that i did not know that it was going to be such a challenge to get back to workforce because every single call i used to get like based on my experience based on my past the first question they used to ask is are you legally authorized to work here in usa um, yeah and they used to say that sorry we don't have we don't have sponsorship for you yeah. right you know including google like i got a call from google and they were like we have to get back to you because we don't know whether we can sponsor or not because the time was hard i'm talking about um 2009 and 2010 oh, yeah. when when stuff went like really down uh, you <laughs> yeah. know uh, it was the downfall uh, and i was searching for a job at that time so it was it was really hard uh, so the whole experience has been like you know quite challenging getting back to workforce was not easy at all i am like sickened to hear that your visa status because it's dependent on work has to change if you're having a child is motherhood not work yeah it's you know? it's a kind of like you know not as much tying to motherhood more about like you know the process in general like i in my situation i had to give it up because of motherhood yes uh, but they have like this so many policies about visa stuff it again goes back to uh, yes rules are helpful but in some cases like you know if you're capable enough which i knew that i would add value to any company that you know hires me uh, i had that you know confidence in me but i couldn't interview in many places because of the very reason that they couldn't sponsor me yeah that's terrible it was it was sick it was yeah. sick that's uh, really but yeah, just, I, uh, yeah you know my i think kudos to my husband because he used to keep pushing me he used to be like don't give up that easily you know like push for it do whatever you can and i think i might have interviewed like 30 to 40 places uh before i actually found uh, a company that was ready to sponsor wow yeah. 30 to 40 places to yeah. find one in and around la uh like you know los angeles is a very broad uh, city um so i used to i was a newbie to driving back then and i remember me driving 40 miles uh to 50 miles to attend wow. like an interview it was crazy that is crazy i i will say with sitecore um i was in maryland and they flew mm-hmm. me out to california to interview <laughs> in person i was like i don't know why but okay let let's do this but that's fun right <laughs> at least you get to travel you, you get yeah. to like see Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would have loved that but like you know obviously <laughs> I was taking care of the little one back then uh, right. she was too tiny um to leave her like you know uh, any place and uh, luckily my parents came back uh, from India I told them uh, you know it, it's a funny thing I I called them and I'm like if you guys are not coming to help me I will be not working just be happy you know because they worked really hard to bring me up as a independent as a professional as a like you know a, a person who gives it all in so i had to tell them you know if you don't come and help me it takes a village like they say right like yeah. they have to come to help with the child so i can pursue my interviews and you know driving to the places and all of that that's amazing yeah, yeah. because i'm i'm sure you know segue into our next uh 
topic, but one of the things that um, prevented me from like really trying mm -hmm. <laughs> to have children was time off for that process. Yeah. Here yeah. in the States, you have to take short-term disability only three months which is which is kind of i mean three sorry is no i don't want to use bad words but it's like not enough you know go ahead it's like fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> i know because see think about it like three months the child is still like too vulnerable too tiny um and if you compare with like uk my sister my sister is a doctor in uk she took six months like you know probably part-time paid or whatever uh, have you and then another three months of like one fourth pay and another three months of like no pay but she was with the with the with the you know uh, daughter for like almost an year so yeah. you need I feel like you need at least an year before you can you, you know kind of without any hesitation mm -hmm. send the child to daycare and which is exactly what I did I did not plan for it but because of you know our talk about the visa story uh, it just happened to take me that much time to get like to a position where I'm like ready to interview ready to get there um, and stuff like that so uh, I think I had my first interview ever on my daughter's first birthday like it was oh. a, it was a good memory because that was my first interview and that's when I wanted to get back into the workforce one year that was my goal um, so I did take a break of one year but I do have like many friends who went like right after three months um, my point was really like you know very clear it's like I can't give my 100% either here or there and I chose to give my 100% to my daughter for the first one year and then I was ready I was ready to give you know make make you know partition of my myself into some into my daughter and some into the workforce absolutely and i mean you know your body has has been through yeah a lot a lot, a lot. i mean you can say hell too it's like hell, maybe, yeah. yeah i mean i don't know if i can talk about it but yeah i had like 48 sure. hour labor like mm -hmm. you know literally 48 hour labor where like three days I was on no food, you know, mine was like extreme case. I think my doctor was also like very empathetic about me uh, having to deal with like such prolonged labor. Uh, yeah. But it was, it was like, yeah, tough, tough labor, tough uh, uh, the whole process, but yeah, it, it goes through a lot and you need a break. And also, you know, you need to, uh, you're totally being the caretaker of somebody new mm -hmm. person in your life. So it's a lot of adjustment. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have two uh, nieces and they're both in college now. I feel so old because yeah. they graduated the year that I graduated from college um, or they were born the year I graduated Aww. from college. And um, I remember my sister had hives like all oh, over yeah. her body for yeah. weeks. She was yeah, miserable. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know your body's also adjusting yeah. right oh, like yeah. it's like even my sister-in-law like you know last year she had a baby and it was so hard to see her because it's it she was like she had like terrible edema so all of our bodies react differently when when we go through the whole deal I mean is it absolutely worth it uh, you know 100% worth it because sure. it's like a new yeah. human you're bringing a new human in absolutely. here I mean like it's like a tremendous I just can't believe it like you know even when my I see my daughter walk around me I'm like I can't believe she was in me you know and like now she's walking and and telling me to be more mature it's like so funny <laughs> It's a miracle and it's, miracle. it's, it's Nothing just less than a miracle, amazing. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. It yeah. actually, I think 
it's miracle that women are able to take, you know, more than 10 times the amount of pain of right. the most extreme. I, I, yeah, I, like. I, I wouldn't say if I was a champ, I'm, I'm really like, you know, uh, when it comes to work, I'm like fearless when it comes to like, you know, saying out loud things like what I feel in my head, I'm fearless. Love but when it. it comes to health, and when it comes to pain, I'm not good. And I, I accept it. Like, you now I'm being humble about it. I, I'm yeah. not good. So I, I troubled the doctors. I troubled my husband. I troubled everybody around me, like, you know, through the process. Uh, because, yeah, as I said, like, I think my case was like a little bit on the rough side <laughs> with the whole <laughs> labor and delivery uh, side of situation. Wow. Uh, but yeah, it's been 12 years now. So it's that's like, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so after having the children, after taking off a year, by the way, I, I just wanted to note in Europe, it is standard mm -hmm. to give both the mother and the, and father, the father paid uh, leave for a year. Now, yep. it isn't like full pay, right? Yeah, it's half. I think they do half. half. And it also yeah. depends on like your profession too. Like sometimes mm -hmm. I think like where you work, the organization you work and also your yeah. job profile. But mm -hmm. for my sister, I remember her telling me like first six months was half, you know, I think first three months is full pay. And like, then it goes into half, then partial, then one fourth. And you're good to kind of continue if you want to. Yeah. Still though, I think that it would be really nice if governments would give do it. full pay yeah. because parenting is a full-time job and people who have children and a job you are working two jobs I, you're working I two jobs say. and you're not happy you know yeah. like i mean it's too much i don't know about like again it depends on the situation so there's no good or bad or there's no right or wrong in sure. this uh, uh but yeah i mean for me it was so hard to just give a, like a small tiny baby to someone else like maybe nanny uh you need so much trust I know you 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 need to have the trust, you need to develop that trust, but like first couple of weeks, like how do you do that? Like I don't know. I cannot fathom it. Like uh, yeah. three month old, like so tiny, you know. So tiny and and yeah. you're what trying to trying to work from home and, and hire care and <laughs> hire somebody to like take yeah. care of your three month old? No, no, thank yeah. you. I would never yeah. do it. Yeah. I mean, now with the pandemic, I feel like, uh, you know, one thing that we all learned is we can do things without getting out from the house, like, oh, yeah. you know, work from home, right? Um, so I feel like the, the government and officials who are responsible for this need to think of it in a new perspective uh, and maybe like, you know, provide policies such as work from home. Because again, if you have a nanny and a support at the house, you're still happy to be in the room and like be there for the child, right. see the child like, you know, a couple times a day, you know, it's bond with them. Like whenever you have breaks between the calls, it would be like a good experience I would say a win-win exactly exactly and I would I would love nothing more than yeah than to see that change yeah so again like you've just had a kid you've you've taken off a year mm -hmm. how did you re-acclimate yourself to work when also you have this new human life yeah, so that was really hard. Uh, I would, I will not uh, kind of like you know uh, paint a different picture than like absolutely oh, yeah. hard. The absolute truth. Uh, yeah, so it was it was hard, uh, especially because like you know when kids are young, you put them in the in the daycare, they fall sick. Uh, I think top one, you know, battle for me was dealing with a sick child over the weekend 
get her better, drop her off to daycare again, and get back to work again. So it was like, it, it was this constant turmoil or battle within myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, uh, then, you know, we women start questioning ourselves, right? Like, are, am I doing the correct thing? Uh, should I quit? You know, many instances, many, many instances came into my mind that should I quit? Like, you know, should I be make my child the top priority right now because she's battling, you know, she had pneumonia uh, after like, you know, five months into daycare, you know, they get exposed to various different viruses and bacteria. Um, So for me, I mean, I keep telling my husband too. even now, once in a while, I'm like, um, did I do a wrong thing? Should I have quit like, you know, or whatnot. But the only thing that kept me going was the amount of hard work I actually did to get back into workforce. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned, it was really hard for me, uh, you know, interviewed like 30, 40 places, had to battle for my visa situation. And I'm like, you know what, I will, I will hang in there. Um, and, and I think, uh, for all of this to work, I have to give kudos to everybody around me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was not it was not easy at all. Like I mentioned, it was super hard. But what made it subtly easier was my managers, was my colleagues, mm-hmm. was my husband, um, you know, everybody around me, right? Like, you know, who did that extra effort and who were extra nice to support me through this rough period. So uh, my first job, like, you know, that I had in US, uh, they actually sponsored my visa and all of that the manager there literally asked me to go back home when I went to office. He stopped me. I still remember this till date, you know, gives me goosebumps every time I think about it. Uh, he, he stopped me while I was entering the office and he told me, what are you doing here? Then I'm like, um, work. He's like, no, you don't need to work. Our company is not going to stop just because you won't work like a couple more days. I want you to pack everything, go back home. And he said, your child needs you, go back home. And I told him, like, my my husband has taken off. It's fine. And he's like, you know what? When kids are not well, they don't need husband. They need mom. You're going back. You know, like, that that was the sweetest gesture ever. And, like, you know, sometimes these little things go long way, right? Like, because they were so appreciative and supportive of me, I went above and beyond every single time there was, like a like, a huge issue or, like, you know, they need me to work 14 hours, 15 hours it didn't matter, right? Like, because they were, they were so sweet when I needed them to be sweet. That's amazing. And I completely misunderstood you earlier. I was making a face because I thought that your manager was telling you to go home because he thought that you weren't capable of. No, no, absolutely not. And then, um, you know, that's why I was saying like sick children is a top thing I think that puts back pedal on many women and in fact like even uh my uh my neighbor and a very dear friend she had to quit because her manager was not supportive uh especially with the young children right like with young children you have to take more work from homes you have to support them when they're not well because you know think about it when you have cold cough or flu would you want to work or would you want to sleep right it's same applies to the children like you drop them in the daycare when they're not well like they're not having fun, you are not happy, and you're not 100% even at the workforce. Exactly. Yeah, I've um, worked with a lot of moms. um, And one of them stands out in particular, she was like this rock star, I don't know, but every time her kids were sick or, or whatever, she would show up to meetings like with the kid. And it that was totally fine. I just like in 
in the grand scheme of things, generally, if a man does that, he's a good parent. If a woman does that, it's like, ugh, she's, you know, a mom. Yeah, stereotyping, right? Work. Like that's, yeah. uh, that's the stereotype. But I, I think, again, that's where, like, again, every company is different. Their policies mm-hmm. are different, right? So in my ex-company, the policy was, you will not be 100% anyway, even if you work. Go home, take rest take care of the child and it worked out well for me but again like you know same company my neighbor she was in the same company but the manager was different so it depends highly on like who you're working for and what your team is and dynamics is in general yeah uh, but I would I would say like you know sick children are priority you got to cater for them and everything else can wait come on again like you know this is again we have to be a village right like if women mm-hmm. has to have to work have to give their 100% when women needs to be there for their family people around them have to be willing to provide that support. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, There are so many things that companies should do to support moms. One of them that I love to hear is having a lactation room. Right. Um, But hopefully that room has a lock on it so that people can (laughs) come in there. I'm talking about Blizzard. I don't, I don't know if you game or or anything like that yeah i know blizzard yeah yeah they just well at the time at the time of this recording they're they're going through legal stuff and one of the complaints was that men would just walk into the lactation room unannounced and not leave if there was a woman in there lactating you know and that's not okay that's (laughs) not okay yeah yeah private um private thing especially because generally if you're in an office and you're doing that you're pumping right so like yeah that's that's even more private I'd say that's why that's why you know medically medically speaking and again it's a woman's choice to kind of like you know lactate for longer if needed medically speaking one year is at least, right, uh, mm-hmm. for a, to ensure that the kid gets the immunity that they deserve, the children mm-hmm. are safe. Um, so one year, like, you know, if US can make rule changes and let women work from home, at least uh, for like one year, then I feel like these battles are not battles anymore. You know, exactly. Like, just like these like to worry small about changes, small in, changes, like, policies and, yeah. you know, and also now, like I said, like they will, they will know real cases now how we are all coping, working from home and we're still doing like, you know, awesome job at everything that we are doing, right? Like right. working from home, working from beach, working wherever you want to, the end point is like you're working and you're providing, you're, you're being productive. So, yeah, I think rule changes should happen. Absolutely. Um, I think that one of the problems we, we have um, is that this idea of like perfection is thrust mm-hmm. upon us. And now it's like women are mothers, they're yeah. like housekeepers, they're, you know, full-time professionals. Four jobs, at, four jobs I would say. Four, four jobs. At least four jobs. <laughs> at once. Um, yeah. Why? Why do you think that we internalize this perfection and how do we let it go? I'm I'm seriously asking because I'm I'm like this. Yeah, and I think it has to do like and and again like you know culturally it might be different here in US and where I stem from like you know back in India, right? Um so we are always taught to be like you know kind of 
oh, we have to look a certain way. We have to, uh, when we go out, like, you know, I see a tremendous change between me and my husband, not to compare, like when we go out, right? Like, uh, I want to look good. I want to make sure I'm putting my best foot forward. My husband is like, he'll wear something and he's like casually getting out of the house. Um, and some days I wish like I can be like him, right? Like, yes. um, you know, I just want to wear something and I just want to walk out without being judged. That's the underline, right? Like, because I feel like women are judged more than men, uh, firstly upon looks and that mm -hmm. stems into your work. You, I mean, again, like everybody's experiences are different, uh, values are different, where they come from are different. But for me, like that, that urge to be perfect, meaning like, you know, just the flip side of it, very scared of failure, like very scared of uh, what if I do this and if things mess up? Like, will I be questioned? Will I be put in like, you know, through like, you know, maybe some investigation? I don't know. I mean, like additional, additional questions or whatnot. So for me, this has always been like, if, if there is a project and my name is on it, I want it to be successful. I want it to launch well. I want everybody to kind of like, you know, kind of say, wow, you know, the project is great. But over the years, what I realized is having a successful project every single time does is not a mandate. Um, you know, sometimes failures are okay. And, and this actually, what I found is doesn't apply just for projects. It applies for your, you know, house chores. It applies for what you think about your children, your husband, everybody around you, right? Like, I feel like we judge ourselves so much and we set like so much high standard for ourselves, uh, which is not needed. Like, you know, now there are a few days I go with my hair tied up. I just go out. I walk out because I'm like, I want, I, I don't feel like it. Like, you know, today I want to be a random girl who just wears random things and goes out for whatever. Right. And if somebody judges, I try to kind of tell myself that it's their thought process and not mine. Internally, I'm still what I am and I don't care what others feel or think about me and it's a it's a really hard thing to digest right like and do also there are a few days where I'm like oh shit their thoughts about that why did they think that about me you know like I'm not I don't look like that or I don't behave like that so internalizing all of this is really hard like to say that it's their choice they think whatever they want to think and I want to be me uh, but yeah letting go of that perfection is the best thing that happened to me. And that's why I keep talking about it because yeah, I know like we're all culturally different. We are all like coming from different backgrounds, but at the end, we all think probably similarly, you know, like there is some like um, common factor between all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that just <laughs> you, you spoke to me. I, I just need to like let it go, but yeah. Masks actually help me. I go out so much more in public with no makeup on because yeah. I have on a mask. You that's, know, a, that's a in some way helping, right? Like one totally. point about the mask. Yeah. But yeah. like overall, the minute that I turned 40, I was just like, I'm I'm just gonna go out yeah, in public. I think maturity, without like, you know, I think when you grow, when you grow mm -hmm. in age, I think there is this like love for yourself that increases more. And respect yeah. for yourself increases more. And I think I see that with my young child, right? Like, I mean, she's growing, she's in that tween age. Mm -hmm. The insecurities are so much. Even though I'm an advocate of like letting go, my daughter doesn't let go. So I have to keep on behind her. Like, you know, you know what? She lacks. It's fine. Uh, you know, you have to trust yourself more. You have to be more confident in your own skin. But one day she'll learn it. 
but now she's like going through that tween phase <laughs> oh the tween phase yeah, yeah that takes me back oh my god like we were talking about earlier i was naughty yeah yeah she's As not though she's a girly girl and That's very good. very like straight okay this is right this is wrong i cannot be naughty like unlike me like totally unlike me <laughs> <laughs> that's great um I really wish I I think I'm gonna have to have you back for like a part two at some point because <laughs> we haven't covered some of the talking points but mm-hmm. I should wrap this up um and I just wanted to know what advice you have for women who have a you know job and then also a family yeah I think uh picking and choosing your battles i think like you know take it by the day uh, that's what i did and uh, till date my neighbor who actually quit asked me how did how the hell did i do it like you know with a child who's sick every weekend and dropping her back was a nightmare but you know you have to toughen up uh, you have to make a heart of like you know i think a rock uh, to some extent i mean uh, again not making it like completely blank off or anything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's what helps uh, when you have a, a family to take care of and also work that's demanding. Uh, you have to kind of pick your battles and choose what's more important. Uh, prioritization shouldn't happen just at workforce. It has to happen at home. Absolutely. I, um, I keep lists and I'm sure a lot of people can, you know, relate to that as, right. as women. We're often organized yeah. and mm-hmm. and have lists i've i've actually heard of people that that manage their families using agile <laughs> like seriously <laughs> no, and that they is have a, that's like stand ups <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good tactic too, right? Like you yeah. basically prioritize what's uh, important in front of you right now. Like exactly. Yeah. Based on the tasks in front of you, what what takes more priority? Like sure. you know, if my if my kid more needs me more than a project, sorry, sorry, Verndale, sorry, everybody. Yeah, it's my kid. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I yeah. yeah, I agree. Well, to wrap up, um, do you? have any like um speaking engagements and engagements like or that. yeah um i mean i don't have anything right now mm-hmm. uh because psychor symposium is closed but yeah. looking forward to next year's uh symposium and next uh, opportunities to speak uh, i always sign up uh, but obviously like you know they they, ha- they get so many submissions that they only pick like certain certain uh, topics that resonate with their theme and uh, whatnot uh, for every year but i was uh, you, you know i was lucky enough to participate three years uh, consecutively at the psychor symposium uh, for the talks so looking yeah. forward to next year hopefully that uh, 2022 will bring in more luck um, but yeah, nothing uh, happening at the moment. I think I, I continue to blog. I, I love blogging. I blog my heart out on problem solving or any other interesting topics. So, you know, people can visit my blog on ravelpsychcore.com and um, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here again. Like I'm, I would love to have you back because we have a lot of other topics that we could cover too. We have so no, much. Thank in you. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. And uh, I was so surprised to see so many things in common and uh, like, you know, things res- resonating with you, Shelly, because obviously we both are from very different backgrounds, right? Yes. Uh, and we are connecting. So that just means that women are women, no matter where we are from, right? Uh, so that's uh, really exciting. And uh, yeah, I was psyched to be here and thank you so much for having me.
Thank you. If you want to support us, please like, subscribe, and share this episode with your fellow gems. Let me know in the comments what other topics you would like me to cover and follow TRs and Tech on social media. Thanks for watching or listening and have a great day. Thank you.